Fertility awareness is more effective than the copper IUD, combined oral contraceptives, as well as the mini pill and the male condom. Today, this podcast is being recorded on Gumbanga land. We pay our respects to elders past and present and extend our respect to any First Nation, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people joining us today. Welcome into the realm of sluts and blood magic, where we work together to remove the taboo around sex, periods and ethical non-monogamy in order to have more fulfilling and pleasurable relationships and lives. I'm your host, Jem Campbell, a dietitian, nutritionist, sexologist, menstrual cycle guide and menstrual blood witch. If you love the podcast, don't forget to subscribe, rate and review so we can reach and empower as many sluts as possible. Before we get into the episode today, I would love to invite you into the realm of my signature online program, Blood Magic. Take my hand as I lead you into the realm of blood magic, where you will discover how good it feels to be empowered by your period, where you will learn how to use your menstrual blood as spiritual medicine to fulfill your wildest primal desires and to connect deeply with your pussy and womb. You will learn how to activate and harness the power of your inner sacred slut and seductress, You will unpack the period shame and witch wounds that fester deep within your DNA, passed down to you by your ancestors. Through a range of healing modalities and sacred rituals, you will unleash the wisdom of your womb and of your soul. For so long, you've been unknowingly bound, bound by the relentless shackles of shame. Come and journey with me as we shift negative stories and beliefs using healing modalities and practices such as dance and movement, singing, meditation, visualization, self-seduction, EFT tapping, journaling, and engaging and grounding activities. So if you're feeling disconnected from your menstrual cycle, having painful periods, anxious, burnt out and overwhelmed from not living in sync with your natural hormonal rhythms, living with PMS, feeling stagnant and uninspired in your sex life, feeling insecure about the appearance of your vulva, struggling to process big emotions that surface during your bleed, battling with sexual shame from slut shaming or being socialized as a girl, or you're considering coming off hormonal birth control to connect more deeply to your menstrual cycle, this program is for you. Blood Magic is a transformational journey of menstrual cycle healing, brain reprogramming, pussy empowerment, and self-discovery. It's a hybrid program offering both self-paced modules and group coaching via Zoom. After graduating, you'll be connected to an incredible community of humans, energetic and enthusiastic about life, deeply connected to your womb, cycle and menstrual blood, sexually liberated and horny, empowered by your period and having more pleasurable periods. Jump on the waitlist now to be the first to know when doors to enrollment open, securing yourself a spot in this magical program. You'll also get access to exclusive discounts on the program. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes. Show notes to each episode can be found by just scrolling down underneath the episode. Quick trigger warning for miscarriage from 38 minutes and 8 seconds to 38 minutes and 27 seconds. In this episode, Lindsay and I chat about what FAM is, the fertility signs, benefits of using FAM, how temp drop works, how to use a condom effectively to avoid pregnancy, LH strips, how they work, Lindsay's advice for transitioning from hormonal birth control to FAM, how to spot cervical mucus, and how you can develop trust in FAM and overcome the fear of coming off hormonal contraception. If you'd like to connect with Lindsay, check out the links in the show notes. And if you'd like to connect with me, you can find all of my links in the show notes as well. Enjoy the episode. 
Hi, folks. Welcome back to Blood Slut. Today on the show, I have the lovely Lindsay Sarah from Flow With Your Flow. Oh, she uses she, her pronouns, just so you all know. And she's the host of one of my favorite podcasts, actually, Womb Space. And um, her Instagram is Flow With Your Flow. And she teaches womb healing and FAM, which is the fertility awareness method for those of you who don't know. Welcome to the show, Lindsay. Thank you. And oh my gosh, I didn't know that my podcast was one of your favorites. I love I it. so honored. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I found you, I'm pretty yeah. sure, actually, through your oh podcast. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening to it and supporting it. And um, yeah, hey, everyone. So I'm Lindsay, and I'm a trauma-informed womb healing guide, and my education is within the the womb space um no pun intended <laughs> but you know i'm certified in fertility awareness and i also have my masters in social work so i have that background as well of like more formal education that is rooted in um largely in mental health and i work with folks with wombs to help people avoid pregnancy naturally, time conception, live cyclically with the phases of their menstrual cycle and heal their wombs after trauma. Mm, Amazing, juicy stuff. I love that you have the social work background. That is so epic. (laughs) I don't think there's a lot of people in the womb healing industry, industry? Um, (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) Industry (laughs) that um, have that background. So that's epic. Um, So for my listeners who don't know what the fertility awareness method or FAM is, are you able to explain that a little bit for them? So the fertility awareness method is the practice of tracking your menstrual cycle every day to understand your body's fertility and health cues. It's really like the practice of learning the language of your menstrual cycle, but we're tracking very specific things. It's not just like period tracking. We're tracking cervical mucus, which if you're unfamiliar with it, maybe you know it more as discharge, um, that the different types of clear or white or cloudy um, mucus that comes out of your vagina, that is cervical mucus. And we're also tracking basal body temperature, which is often abbreviated as BBT. And that is your body temperature first thing when you wake up in the morning or there are some thermometers you can wear while you're sleeping as well that will give you your BBT. And I also incorporate LH testing into my charting and the way that I teach. And LH testing is basically... Um, ovulation test strips. It's testing for a hormone called LH that's released 24 to 36 hours before ovulation and it triggers ovulation to occur. And we can actually test for that hormone to just have more increased polarity in your charting. Cervical mucus is the most important biomarker. We call it like life signs. Um, and cervical mucus is going to tell you information about your health and fertility every single day, like in real time. It's going to tell you, are you fertile or not on a specific day? And it's going to tell you where your hormone levels are at on that day. So it's giving you real-time data about your health and fertility. Basal body temperature helps you understand, are you before ovulation or are you after ovulation? Before ovulation, temperatures are lower. After ovulation, they rise higher. And then LH, I already explained, it just helps you understand when ovulation is going to likely happen within 24 to 36 hours. So using those three together, we can use fertility awareness to avoid pregnancy naturally. We can use it to time conception and we can also use it to understand our body and our health and our hormones and connect more deeply to ourselves. It's really like a method of being in direct communication with your body every single day. And 
it's really like magic that you can get those three things at the same time of like understanding your hormones, avoiding pregnancy naturally and timing conception, like all with the same method of understanding, you know, when you're fertile and when you're not, and when you are ovulating within your cycle. Mm, Thank you for explaining all of that in depth. This is something that I personally do and I actually want to do, I think you have a course, don't you, on FAM? I've been looking at potentially doing it some I do have a course, but it's actually going to transition into a membership very soon. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Yes, yes. So it'll be more accessible pricing than it is as a course and, Mm. you know, you'll be able to like go at your own pace and stuff, so. Yeah. Really cool. With yeah. the um with the temperature, because uh I always forget every morning and I'm sure a lot of other people are the same. And I know there's um a device called Temp Drop. Yes. Yeah. Would that, you be yes. able to just briefly explain what that is and how it works? Yeah, totally. So I use Temp Drop. I love it. It's an armband thermometer. Like it's a little sensor that's on an armband. You wear it pretty high up on your arm, close to your armpit when you sleep. And basically what it does is it uses an algorithm and it takes your temperature throughout the night. And then it like with its algorithm, it gives you your basal body temperature um, based on like the longest amount of rest that you had and what was your temperature during that time. And so, uh, the temp drop is really great for people who wake up at different times in the morning. Like if you're not waking up at the same time every day, or if you don't really want taking your temperature to be the very first thing that you do in the morning. Um, also for people who are, are waking up throughout the night. So if you're if you have a hard time sleeping or you have insomnia. Temp drop is going to be really, really helpful. For me, I I didn't start using it until about three years into charting. Like I was doing the daily rollover as soon as I wake up and put a thermometer in my mouth type of deal with just a digital basal body thermometer. And it worked just fine. And I'm happy I did it because I'm able to, you know, teach how to use that method if you're going to use that. But temp drop takes a lot of stress out of charting Mm. for me at least because Mm -hmm. I don't have to be like oh I have to wake up around the same time every day or I better get a good sleep tonight or I'm not going to get an accurate temperature temp drop really just like takes that stress away yeah and gives you gives you accurate temperatures because you're if you're not using a temp drop your temperature can be impacted by a lot of different things um and so you want to using a temp drop is just going to help you get a more accurate temperature. Okay. Thank you for that. Um, yeah. That's really helpful. Do you, like, is there a specific temperature, like an average sort of temperature that people reach during ovulation or is it kind of different for everyone? It's different for everyone. Um, I would say what I've seen is people's temperatures ranging from like, 96.5-ish on the low end, uh, like before ovulation and then after ovulation reaching to like 98s, maybe higher in the 98s, like Mm 98.6 is our normal resting body temperature. This is Fahrenheit. Sorry. I don't know. (laughs) I'm Celsius, but I'll figure it out later. Calculation. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, some people's temperatures tend to skew a little lower. Some people's temperatures tend to skew a little higher. Mine is typically on the like lower end of things. I just tend to, you know, run colder. And, Mm um, I, I, to be honest, I can't remember the exact number, Mm -hmm. That's okay. But there's some, sometimes if your temperatures are too low, it can indicate a potential thyroid issue. So um, that's just like another, another way to be tracking your health. And if you do see lower temperatures, you can ask your doctor for a thyroid test. I tend to have lower temperatures, but I got my thyroid tested and it was okay. So it's not like 
a sure thing, mm-hmm. you know, um, mm-hmm. but it's just something where tracking your cycle is just going to give you a lot of information about your health and help you know when you might want to do some further testing and different aspects of your health. Yeah, awesome. And I think the the calculation for that in my head, I was like, it's obviously 36, I think, to 38 degrees Celsius <laughs> just for people. So that's not confusing. That's but great because yeah. yeah, I don't know how to do the conversion I was like, it's obviously, head. yeah, it's obviously in the 30s. Um, Now I want to discuss how effective the fertility awareness method is when it's done correctly yes. compared to hormonal contraceptives such as the pill, the IUD, the Implanon, et cetera. Yeah, totally. So what I look at is typical use effectiveness rates. And when we're looking at typical use effectiveness rates, fertility awareness is actually extremely effective as a form of birth control. So I'll just break down some of the statistics to give you a little better idea of where it lies in comparison with others. So what I teach is called the symptothermal method of fertility awareness, meaning that you're tracking cervical mucus and basal body temperature. LH is just something that I throw in in addition to that. But if you are tracking cervical mucus and basal body temperature and you have worked with an instructor to learn, fertility awareness can be up to 99.4% effective with typical use, which is really high. 99.4. Holy shit. (laughs) Okay. 99.4. And this is shown through a study. Um, If you want, I can give you the information for the studies to put in the show notes. So if anyone Mm, wants to check it out. That would be awesome, actually. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So if anyone wants to check it out, you can check it out. But the thing is, when we're looking at statistics for fertility awareness, there are several types of fertility awareness. And then there's also things that are just happen to be grouped in with fertility awareness, like the calendar method or the rhythm method. And these methods are, have a much lower effectiveness rate than fertility awareness. So if you're just doing like a quick Google search and you find something about fertility awareness and it's telling you the method is, you know, in the 70% effectiveness rate or whatever, I want to encourage you to look specifically at this study because it's looking specifically at the symptothermal method of fertility awareness, and it's not grouping it with other things and taking an average that's going to then pull the rate down. So if you're looking at symptothermal method of fertility awareness, it's 99.4% effective with typical use. The other statistics that I'm going to share here are statistics that I found from the CDC's website. So the hormonal IUD is 99.6 to 99.9% effective with typical use. So the hormonal IUD is actually slightly more effective than the symptothermal method of fertility awareness. But fertility awareness is more effective than the copper IUD, combined oral contraceptives, um, and uh, as well as the mini pill and the male condom. So just to break that down, the copper IUD is 99.2% effective compared with fertility awareness, which is 99.4. Combined oral contraceptives, meaning it has estrogen and progestin, is 93% effective with typical use and same with the mini pill. And then the male condom is 87% effective with typical use, which like blows my mind. When I saw the 87% effectiveness rate with typical use of a condom, I was like, seriously, like 87, you know, and it's just so much lower than the others. And it is with typical use. Um, but you know, you you still want to be careful when you're using a condom um, yeah, if you're wow. using it in your fertile window. Mm, so it's only eighty seven percent effective, according to the, what I found on the CDC. Yeah, that's ah, wild. I didn't realize it was so low. Well, not super low, but lower than everything it's, else. It is. It mm. is. So yeah, I mean, 
I teach my clients, like if you're going to use a condom in your fertile window, you know, you're going to be counting on that efficacy rate. You have to be okay with that efficacy rate, but also like make sure you're taking precautions like um, clean hands when you open the condom. Um, You can also like squish the packaging a little bit to see if there's a bubble or if air is leaking out of the packaging, Mm -hmm. um, then you know you wouldn't want to use it then. If air is leaking out, what else? Clean hands. Ah, if you're putting on a condom and you realize it's the wrong way, don't flip it over, throw Mm. it out. We always throw ours out because we do that all the time. (laughs) Like, how do we do that every time? (laughs) I know. I'm like, I know this is right this time. Oh, it's it's not. So yeah, always throw it out. And as you're rolling the condom down, pinch the little bubble tip Mm, as mm. you're rolling it down. That is something I didn't do for like, I swear, most of my life until I know same. What the hell? Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I know. But yeah, we're pinching the tip because we actually want to leave space for semen to go. And if it's just filled with air, it's not going into the little bubble tip. Mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. um so those are my condom tips but we still want to be really careful if you're using a condom in your fertile window mm, good to know I'm gonna be more careful about that because I actually yeah we don't typically have a lot of intercourse when I'm ovulating but sometimes yeah. we do use a condom and like right. I use fam but like I said I always forget my bloody temperature in the morning so I need to get a temp <laughs> drop because yeah, I'm not actually one. doing it properly Oh my um, gosh. Yeah. Something I found I actually, actually, sorry, you go. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say with temp drop, if you want to get a temp drop yeah. and if anyone else is listening, wants to get a temp drop, I have a link that will give you a 10% off because I'm a temp drop affiliate. So I can also mm-hmm. give you that to put in the show notes and you yeah. can use it. That'd be awesome. I was going to ask you actually about that. Yeah. And put the link in the show notes. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I actually have a question I found because I use LH strips as well mm-hmm. and um. I found like all of them, like I know that I'm in my ovulation period of my cycle and my, like I see my cervical mucus. And so I, I start obviously testing with the LH strips around that time. Um, and I always, they're always negative and I'm like, <laughs> but, uh, but I feel, I sometimes feel my ovary. Like, can that just mean that the strips are faulty or. Okay. So this is good that you bring this up because we can't solely count on LH strips mm-hmm. to like give us all the information that we need cervical mucus and basal body temperature are much more important lh strips like it could either be that your lh surge is very short and you're missing it mm. um so potentially that i usually recommend that my clients test once mid morning and once mid afternoon but if you really don't want to miss that surge, you can test every time you pee. It's a urine test strip. I don't know if I said that before, but it's I, I a don't urine think we've test said that. Strip. I know. I just assume everyone <laughs> knows that. Probably shouldn't assume that. <laughs> uh, it's a urine test strip. So um, you could test every time you pee if you really don't want to miss it. It could also be faulty strips. Like I've had some LH like strips that I've ordered that I've just been like, these aren't good. Like they're mm. like super, they're like very fady. And mm. um, I use Prove when I use them, P-R-O-O-V, which I, I have a link for that as well. Those, they're more expensive than like the typical box of, you know, a hundred or whatever that you can order off of Amazon, but they're very clear. Mm. So I like using those when I do use them. Thank you for that because I got mine. I got mine actually like a couple of years ago. So I'm wondering if they're a bit old because I just didn't use them Mm, for ages. That could be it too. I have this massive stack of them. So I didn't want to waste them. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay. So what advice would you give to someone who is wanting to come off hormonal contraception and start using FAM to avoid pregnancy? Yeah. So when you're coming off of hormonal contraception, I think there's sometimes this autumn, this assumption that like you'll be able to automatically use fertility awareness as a form of birth control. And 
the thing is, is that when you come off of hormonal birth control specifically, it takes your body time to heal and like re-regulate. So when you're on hormonal birth control, you've got synthetic hormones that are interacting with your cervix and uh, there can actually be atrophy within your cervix and um, specifically the cervical crypts, which are the little glands in your cervix that make cervical mucus. So for the time you're on birth control, you know, however long it is, your cervix is not responding to your natural hormones. So it needs to get used to that again. Like it needs to, it needs to readjust and to heal and to get used to responding to your natural hormones. And that's important because your hormones are what's actually stimulating your cervix to produce different types of mucus. So for a lot of my clients who are fresh off of birth control, it can take a few months as in like two or three I think the longest I saw was like eight-ish months until they really started seeing cervical mucus. I also recommend charting for three cycles at least before you use fertility awareness as a form of birth control. So the best time really to do it is a time where like if you don't have a partner, for example, to like learn then. But if you do have uh, a partner with a penis, then you'll probably need to be okay with using condoms for the time being until your cervix heals and your body starts to re-regulate and you get to know your own patterns and you build confidence in using fertility awareness as birth control. So what I always recommend with my clients is like, we are, even though it can feel kind of discouraging sometimes when, when you're like, oh my God, I'm observing my cervical mucus all day, every day, um, which entails, you know, white, just wiping when you go to the bathroom and they're like, I'm just seeing dryness, like nothing is there and it can get frustrating after a while. But what we're looking for is like slow changes. So maybe you have dryness for a while and then it might start to feel a little bit smoother. Maybe you're not seeing a lot of mucus, but sensation is Mm -hmm. just as important as visually like what is there or physically what is there. So, you know, tuning into sensation, when is the sensation shifting? Um, Maybe you start to see like a little bit of cloudy mucus here and there that's great, right? We're just, we want to be like moving toward more cervical mucus coming in as in, you know, it it takes a a while for some people to experience clear and stretchy, more like ovulatory quality cervical mucus. So my biggest advice would just be to have patience. And, you know, if you really want your cervical mucus to return Quickly, I would recommend working with a nutritionist or a naturopath or someone who can help you even before you come off of birth control to help your body begin to regulate already by taking the right kinds of vitamins, adjusting your diet in a way that they would recommend for your body specifically. Hey folks, it's Editing Gem just popping in here. I'm really sinusy, I know. To just let you know that I'm actually a qualified dietitian and nutritionist. So if you would like some support with regaining your cervical mucus and getting your period back, you can scroll down under the episode to the show notes where there are links there for you. That will take you to my website where you can book a complimentary alignment call with me to discuss further. Um. And just having support in place before coming off. Hmm. Yeah, amazing point. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. That's really helpful. Even I'm learning a few things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Love that. laughs> no problem. Um, 
So my next question is, because obviously a lot of people, I have friends who are quite anxious um, to use FAM because they're, you know, they're worried that, you know, they are going to get pregnant, obviously, but that's just because they don't have the education or the understanding. And so they end up on hormonal contraceptives for long periods of time and Mm. perhaps having, you know, not the best side effects and things like that. So how would you, like, how how can we build trust within ourselves for those people who are quite anxious about it to make this change from hormonal contraceptives to FAM if we're avoiding pregnancy? Yeah, yeah, totally. So there, the fear of unplanned pregnancy is so valid and it's also very widespread, like, because there's a lot of misunderstanding around our cycles and we're often taught that we can get pregnant every single day of our cycle. And in reality, sex can only lead to pregnancy six days of your entire cycle. Now, your fertile window may be a little bit longer, and it's too much to go into details about all of that on this podcast episode, but like, just know that there are six possible days where if you had sex, it could actually potentially lead to pregnancy. It's not every day. So that is number one. Um, And, you know, there's a couple pieces here. So first, it helps to have the education around it to understand the efficacy rates and to learn how to use the method, to have support preferably with an instructor who can help guide you along the way of learning this new skill that you're going to be able to take with you for the rest of your cycling years. And what I also like to relate it to when we're building trust is like, think about what you need in order to build trust with another human, right? You, you need, um, like open and clear communication. And now I'm not saying you can't build trust with someone who doesn't speak the same language as you, because there's also, of course, nonverbal cues and things like that. But we need some kind of common language and common understanding. And so learning fertility awareness is that. It is learning the language of your body, learning the language of your menstrual cycle. It can take time to learn a new language. So yeah, it can take time to learn a new language and to learn how to understand your body and what it's telling you. And so we, it's really about like having patience also, because when you're building trust, you know, just bringing in the example of another human again, when you're building trust, it can take time, right? It can take time, but trust is formed from building relationships. So we're building a relationship with our bodies so that we can then establish, like have that foundation to establish trust. Mm. I love that explanation. Yeah. That's really yeah. beautiful because, um, yeah, it's it's an interesting transition when, especially if you've been on hormonal contraceptives for many, many years and it's all you know, I can right. just imagine the fear, um, the fear of that, you know, oh, do I even know what I'm doing? Like, and, and yeah. I love the point, like making sure that you actually see a practitioner or someone who is trained like yourself, because, um, even I, like I've been doing this stuff for years and I still sometimes am like, am I doing this right? Like I know that I need to do like training, um, which I, I need to prioritize, but yeah, because after learning, you know, or the condom is only 87% effective. I'm like, I really need to like, you know, you really do need to know what you're doing. You can't just, you you can't just fuck around. Yeah. If exactly like if you are serious about avoiding pregnancy and you you really don't want an unplanned pregnancy, let's just like you said, it's not something to fuck around with. <laughs> like, <laughs> like we don't just wing it. We don't just want to wing it and like hope for the best. 
You know, we want to actually really know what we're doing because when we have the education, uh, we can build trust and confidence from there, but it can be really hard to build that trust with yourself if you are just winging it and you're trying to like piece together information from books or social media or podcasts, um, wherever you're getting your information from. Like a lot of people who I work with start off um, learning fertility awareness by teaching themselves. Mm-hmm. And you can get far with that, but typically what's lacking is that real solid trust and confidence that you can get from like working with an instructor. Yes, exactly. And this conversation has brought to light to me again how badly I need to do further training in that because yeah, um, yeah, I think like you do go through periods where you're like, oh, whatever, but then we don't obviously want to risk, you know, traumatizing ourselves and getting into a situation that we don't want to be in. So yeah, folks, really important to do that training. And because oh, I, I, yeah. I started out learning um, little bits from a menstrual cycle educator, but not in a lot of depth. So even I'm still figuring things out because like you said, trying to piece all these things together, it can get a bit confusing and you're like, what's right? What's, yeah. what's not? What do I take from this? Is this evidence-based or um, right. you know, are my LH strips even working properly? Right. <laughs> I know. And I don't know who you had learned from in the past, but just a tip for everyone is to learn from a certified instructor. Mm. There are a lot of people out there who are not certified and are still offering courses and classes. So, um, yeah, you really want to make sure you're working with someone who is certified Mm. to teach. It makes a big difference. Yeah. Thank you for that piece of advice because yeah, like with anything, there's always people who aren't actually trained in what they're teaching. And but yeah. this is this is one of those things where you want to make sure the person is trained in what they're teaching. Right. You know, exactly. Because, exactly. Because that can put you in a very um difficult position if you don't do it properly. Definitely. Um yeah, so is there anything else that you that you wanted to add that you think my listeners would find valuable about the fertility awareness method? We talked about avoiding pregnancy a lot, but also keep in mind that fertility awareness can be used just as a a method of connecting to your body and to tracking your health and getting information about when specific symptoms pop up within your cycle or how your estrogen levels are doing, or how your progesterone levels are doing. So if you don't need it as a form of birth control, it's not just something to like cast aside. Like I would still encourage you to learn it and to use it because it's going to give you so much information about your body. Um, And the other way you can use it is to help you plan for in time conception because you get to track your cycle health and understand if your hormones are actually at a place where they can support a pregnancy. Um, So learning fertility awareness can help you understand, like, are my hormones at a place where miscarriage is less likely or is miscarriage more likely due to the, my cervical mucus and my hormone levels and all of that. And do I need to do some more work on my health potentially prior to trying to conceive? So fertility awareness can really support you in all aspects of the the continuum of like womb experiences. <laughs> Thank you for that extra piece. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, of course. I think, yeah, I assume the majority of my listeners are kind of you know, younger people, but like, I'm sure there are some people who are listening who do want to plan for conception. So thank you for adding that piece. Of course. Um, As someone who doesn't want kids, that's personally not something that I, I guess I'm super curious about, but it's important for, for people to understand that it's not just, you don't just use this to avoid pregnancy. Right. Right. And like it has wider uses. Yeah, exactly. And I love how you um, said that it, 
it can bring you in closer connection with your body. And I feel like then you intuitively kind of can, may, might even be able to intuitively like know when you're ovulating, obviously you're still doing your, yeah. your fertility yeah. awareness things. Don't not do those, <laughs> but, <laughs> but like, you know, um, you might actually be more in tune with your body and be like, Oh, I feel like, you know, maybe my egg just plopped out or <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Oh my you know? gosh. No, seriously though. Cause I, I'll feel that. I'll be like, I'm pretty sure I just ovulated, yeah, but same. I still have to. Yeah. But like, I still have to make sure my cervical mucus is changing and I still have to make sure my body temperature rises and all of that. Like I don't just count on the intuition, but you know, if, if there's people who are listening to your podcast, who are also interested in cyclical living or cycle syncing and syncing certain aspects of their life to their cycles, Fertility awareness is a helpful tool for that too, because you will actually know what phase you're in and you're not just going to be guessing or saying like taking generic information about certain cycle days and applying it to yourself. Yes, because I um I don't know if it was you, but it was someone, I think it might've been you a few months ago or something I saw in your story that I think you hadn't ovulated until like day 20 of your cycle. Right. Was that yes. you? Yeah. Probably. And, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, Wow. That's because that would generally be sort of the start of the luteal phase or like, right. Or what we would think. Exactly. Like what you've probably seen all over, you know, Instagram and TikTok, like luteal phase from days. I don't know what they're saying. I think 18 maybe or. Yeah. 17 or 18 to whatever. But like in reality, um, you know, for me, my luteal phase didn't start until like cycle day 20 something. Yeah. So yeah, basically like if you are applying information that's more generic around like on these cycle days, you'll be feeling this and you'll be in this phase, maybe, but maybe not, you know, (laughs) and maybe some cycles and not others. So when you use fertility awareness, you actually know where you're at in your cycle at all times. Yeah, exactly. And then you can, you know, sort of when to rest or the different foods that might nourish you more or the type of exercise that might be a little bit better for you at that time. Or then you can just, yeah, you can really know and you can plan your life because then, you know, if you know exactly when you're ovulating or around what days you typically ovulate, because I'm assuming it can change as well, right? It can change. Yeah, definitely. But then you kind of know whereabouts maybe your luteal phase generally starts kicking in and then you might not feel as social. You might feel a little bit more inward. So then you can sort of plan your life. So you might plan your social events when you roughly think you're ovulating, et cetera. So you can really map your life out, can't you? Right. Yeah. You can, you can use it as the foundation of like understanding your cycle phases and how you feel in certain phases so that you can align various aspects of your life with your cycle to just make things feel, I always want to say easier. Nothing is really easy, I guess. I love to say more pleasurable. Yeah, more pleasurable. That's yeah. much better. <laughs> yeah, more <laughs> pleasurable. Because <laughs> that's what it is because then you're like flowing a little bit more. Yes. You're like e- you're easefully kind of moving or like flowing between the phases of the cycle rather than exactly. it's a bit more jarring and you're like, ooh, ooh, <laughs> what's going on? Right, right. Like you're working against your natural rhythms, you mm. know, wh- like instead of working against your rhythms, you're working with them. Yes, exactly. So as far as working with me, my business is under like really big transitions now. However, when I have links of things ready, I'll definitely provide you with them so you can put it in the show notes. I do have a membership that I'm creating where you'll be able to learn the fertility awareness method and cyclical living and be able to get ongoing support with implementing that. So that is in the works. And I also have spots for you to work with me one-on-one. I offer one-on-one womb healing sessions and packages for, this is geared more toward trauma survivors who are wanting to deepen into the next layer of their healing through connecting with their womb and aligning the phases of their aligning their healing journey with the phases of their cycle. Mm, I 
love that. That's so unique and niche. Yeah. I absolutely love it. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks. I would Yeah. honestly like be like, I would love to work with you one day on that because that's something that I think like so many of us don't think about. Like, you know, as someone who's been in therapy for seven years, I've never, until I started listening to your podcast and learning about that. And I've been tracking my cycle and being intimate with it for years. And I never really thought in that way, like that, on that level of depth where that Yeah. where I can sort of sync my healing journey, like my trauma healing journey with the phases of my cycle. Um, Right. but yeah, cause obviously we notice, you know, for, for most people in the luteal phase, things tend to come up a little bit more and rise to Yeah. the surface is that kind of general thing. But I think, yeah, for some of us, it's really important to go that layer deeper, isn't it? To really Totally. understand what's going on. Yeah, definitely. To understand like what, typically comes up for you in each phase of your cycle and what healing practices are going to be supportive for that. So you're not trying to shove yourself into a model of like doing the same practices every day or the same things all the time, which can be really frustrating. Like if it's just not flowing for you that day, it's probably because it's not aligning with where you're at in your menstrual cycle at that time, you know? So we want to create like a tailored menu of practices that you can pull from so that healing doesn't always look the same way. And so that healing is tailored to who you are as a human, as well as where you're at in your cycle. Yeah. Mm. Super important. Um, would you like to um plug your <laughs> sort of like socials and things as well oh, and yeah, yeah, find of course. you? Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram at flow with your flow spelled just like it is. Um, that's the place where I'm most active right now. I do have a TikTok, <laughs> but I've been like, I've been like still resistant of TikTok. I don't know. So I'm kind I know. of on and off TikTok, but I do want to get more into lemon eight. So I literally just created a lemonade with the same flow with your flow. Hmm. What I don't is even that? know if, yeah, I don't even know if it's active. You're in Australia, right? Yeah. I don't even know if it's active in Australia yet, Oh. but um, it is in the US and Hmm. it's, it's a new app by the creators of TikTok. And it's kind of like a fusion of Instagram and Pinterest. Like Wow. that's the kind of feel that it has. And it's more image based rather than video based. And so I'm really feeling that one. I haven't been able to post too much on there yet, but you'll be able to find me there. I'll be posting more soon because it's such a new app. Um, and my podcast is called Womb Space. And
Book in with me. All you have to do is head to the show notes and book a complimentary alignment call where we can discuss if I'm the right practitioner for you and just have a bit of a vibe check. Because I'm an allied health professional, you can actually claim back on your sessions with me through Medicare uh, and also private health insurance as well. That's for dietetics only. So only if you're seeing me for nutrition and dietetics. I have just applied for my provider number literally today. It's been quite a process, so I should have that approved in a few weeks. So yeah, if you live in Australia, you can get subsidized sessions. Just helps you out a little bit, especially if you're going through some tough times with money at the moment. If that's an issue though, you can always send me an email and we can have a chat. I'm very open to making my work as accessible as possible. Um, I do offer discounted sessions for students, pension and concession card holders and trans folks as well. My Instagram is at the blood slut and I also have another Instagram at quirky underscore cucumber. I also have a sunroom the blood slut make sure you use the website version of sunroom though to become a member there's a link to that in the show notes my website is imawildgem.com again link is in the show notes and just a reminder to jump on the blood magic program waitlist there's a link in the show notes that link will take you to a page where you can also watch a testimonial and learn more about the program Remember, if you jump on that waitlist, you will get access to exclusive early bird discounts on the program, as well as being the first to know when enrollment opens, securing yourself a spot. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast, especially on Apple Podcasts. I need some reviews on there, folks. Come on, show up for me, bitches. Also, a five star rating on Spotify would be a slay. So I love you forever if you do that for me. Also, I'm on the hunt for new podcast guests. So if you're someone who would love to come on the podcast, you don't have to be a professional. You don't have to be a health professional. You don't have to have a qualification or a degree. You can just be a normal person, average, an average guy with some, you know, personal experience. It might be with mental illness, disability, queerness, transness, um, sexuality, you know, all the things I love to talk about. Menstrual cycle, just fucking come on the podcast I want to talk to you obviously I will vet you first and there will be a process and I'm not necessarily going to say yes to everyone but you can apply just send me an email and just send me a pitch be like this is why I want to come on the podcast yada yada and I will have a think see about it I love you all so much remember you can uh, subscribe to my email list just head to my website um, jump on that email list because I send out emails every week with juicy education info updates discounts blah 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 blah. I also send the odd poetry piece which is a bit of a random sleigh um but I do like to write poetically stream of consciousness kind of just like word vomit onto the page it's quite hilarious sometimes so if you like ADHD word vomit then I mean maybe that's the place for you I love you bitch bye